वेलकम टू द डे सिक्स टूडेज सब टॉपिक इज सींग वॉट अदर्स मिस एज ही क्लाइंब इन टू हिज पिकअप ट्रक आउटसाइड हिज कन्वीनियंस स्टोर इज डेट सेट कीप वर्किंग वेज बट द सूनर यू फॉरगॉट अबाउट नीडिंग अ पे चेक द ईजियर योर अडल्ट लाइफ विल बी कीप यूजिंग योर ब्रेन वर्क फॉर फ्री एंड सून योर माइंड विल शो यू वेज ऑफ मेकिंग मनी फार बियॉन्ड वट आई कुड एवर पे यू विल सी थिंग्स डेट other people's never see most people never see these opportunities because they are looking for money and security so that's all they get the moment you see one opportunity you will see them for the rest of your life the moment you do that i will teach you something else learn this and you will avoid one of life's biggest traps mike and i picked up our things from the store and waved goodbye to mrs martin We went back to the park and to same picnic bench and spent several more hours thinking and talking. We spent the next week at the school thinking and talking too. For two more weeks we kept thinking, talking and working for free. At the end of second Saturday I was again saying goodbye to Mrs. Martin and looking at the comic book stand with longing gaze. The hard thing about not When getting 30 cents every Sunday was that I didn't have any money to buy comic books. Suddenly, as Mrs. Martin said goodbye to Mike and me, I saw her do something I'd never seen her do before. Mrs. Martin was cutting the front page of the comic book in half. She kept the top of the comic book over and threw rest of the book in the large cardboard box. When I asked her What she did with the comic books she said I throw them away I give the top half of the cover back to the comic book distributor for credit when he brings in new comics He's coming in an hour Mike and I waited for an hour soon the distributor arrived and I asked him if we could have the comics to my delight he said you can have them if you work for this store and do not resell them Remember our old business partnership well Mike and I revived it using a spare room in Mike's basement. We began piling hundreds of comic books in that room. Soon our comic book library was open to the public. We hired Mike's younger sister who loved to study to be head librarian. She charged each child 10 cents admission to the library which was open from 2:30 to 4:30 p.m. every day after school. The customers, the children, of the neighborhood could read as many comics as they wanted in two hours it was a bargain for them since a comic cost 10 cents and they would read five or six in two hours mike's sister would check the kid as they left to make sure they weren't borrowing any comic books she also kept the books logging in how many kids showed up each day who they were and any comments they might have mike and i averaged 9.5 per week over 3 months period we paid his sister 1 dollar a week and allowed her to read the comics for free which she really did since she was always studying mike and i kept our argument by working in the store and every sunday every saturday and collecting all the comic books from the different stores we kept our argument to the distributor by not selling any comic books we burned them once they get too tattered we tried opening a branch office but we could never quite find someone as trustworthy and dedicated as mike's sister at an early age we found out 
how hard it was to find all good stuff. Three months after the library first opened, a fight broke out in the room. Some bullies from another neighborhood pushed their way in, and Mike Jett suggested we shut down the business. So our comic book business been shut down, and we stopped working on Saturday at a convenience store. But Chris Jett was excited because he had new things he wanted to teach us. He was happy because we had learned our first lessons. So we learned to make money for us. work for us by not getting paid for our work at the store we were forced to use our imagination to identify an opportunity to make money by starting our own business the comic book library we were in control of our own finances and dependent on an employer the best part was that our business generated money for us even we weren't physically there our money worked for us instead of paying us money rich dad had given us so much more chapter 1 the rich don't work for money chapter summary when he was 9 years old robert kiyosaki and his childhood friend weren't invited to class mates beach house because they were poor kids in an affluent school after being told by poor dad his father who was a teacher and made a good living but always struggled to make ends meet to simply go and make money he and his friends mike did just that they collected empty toothpaste tubes which at that time were made of lead they melted them down and used plaster molds to make counterfeit nickels they were soon satisfied by robert's dad who told them they should talk to mike's dad never finished 8th grade but ran multiple successful businesses mike dads the rich dad of the book title agreed to teach them but on his terms he had them work 3 hours every saturday morning at one of his convenience store dusting the food packaging and cleaning he paid them 10 cents an hour which robert usually spent on 10 cent comic book fairly quickly robert grew disenchanted with the boring work and low pay when he told his friend he was going to quit mike told him that his sa- dad said that w- it would happen and that robert needed to meet with him robert sat as school teacher used lectures but mike's dad was a man of few words and taught in a very different way which robert was about to find out in the next saturday morning robert went to meet mike's dad but was kept waiting in a dusty dark living room for an hour he was fed up and emotional by the time he got to complain to mike's dad accusing him of being greedy and not showing him respect when he said mike's dad hadn't taught him anything despite their agreement the business owner calmly disagreed his rich dad explained that life doesn't teach you with words but by pushing you around some people let life push them around others get angry and push back against their boss or their loved one but some people learn a lesson from it and, and in fact welcome life pushing them around because it means they need to learn something those who don't learn that lesson spend their lives blaming everyone else and waiting for a big break or decide to play it safe and never risk or win big he told robert that he and mike were the first people who had ever asked him to teach them how to make money he had more than 150 employees and though they had asked for a job 
they had never asked for knowledge that Robert and Mike wanted. So the rich dad decided to create a course that mirrored life and pushed boy, the boys around a little. Robert asked what lesson he did learn other than his rich dad was cheap and exploited his workers. The rich dad challenged him on this saying that most people blamed others when in fact their attitude was the problem. He would solve the problem his brain, Mike's dad told him. He wanted Robert to learn how money worked so he could make it work for him. He was so also glad that Robert was angry because anger combines with love to create passion, a key component of learning. When he wouldn't solve people's problem, he went on many people who have a high paying job still struggle with money problem. Like Robert's poor dad because they didn't know how to make money work for them. He said that the emotions Robert had felt working those 10 cents an hour, disappointed and feeling like it wasn't enough was what he did feel like his whole life if he didn't learn this lesson now. He introduced Robert to concept of taxes explaining that the poor and the middle class allow the government to tax them but the rich don't. He asked if Robert still had a passion to learn when he said yes. His rich dad told him he was going to stop paying him for the work at the store. He told Robert to use his head to figure it out. Robert and Mike worked for free for three weeks. Mike's dad showed up and took them outside for a talk, asking if they'd learn anything yet. They hadn't. The rich dad told them if they didn't learn this, then they will be like most people who work hard for little money in their lives. He offered them 25 cents an hour. With the register, he upped it to $1 an hour and then $2, but Robert stayed silent. A final offer of $5 an hour in Presley's sum at the time, solidified by Robert that he wouldn't be bought. The register said it was good. They didn't have a price. Most people did because their lives are controlled by fear and greed. Fear of being without me makes them work hard and earns a paycheck, but once they have the money greed gets them thinking about all the things they could buy which makes them need more money which make them spend more it's what this dad called the rat race he told the boy that the first step was admitting to themselves what they were feeding too often people reacted to their emotion instead of thinking logically they are afraid to admit money is running their lives and so money controls them it's not just the poor who face the fear. The rich often operates from a place of fear. He wanted to tease the boys to not just be rich because money doesn't solve the problem. School is important, he told them, but for people it's end, not the beginning. And the key for the boys was to learn to use their emotion to think, not to think with their emotion. You must learn to choose their thoughts. He told them to keep an eye out for ways to make money saying the moment you see an opportunity you will see them for the rest of life. Boys did and soon they saw an opportunity in creating a library where kids could pay an admission fee and read as many comics as they could in two hours. Unsolved comic books that otherwise would have been thrown away from the convenience store they made a great profit and a business did well for about three months until a fight in library shut it down but they did learn the first lesson of making money work for them 
even when they weren't physically present they were ready to learn more and my extended words are ready to teach them left hemisphere moment despite having a high paying job people like robert poor dad struggled to make ends meet right hemisphere moment looking at the discarded comic book in a creative way led to a business opportunity subconscious moment people let the emotion of fear and greed rule their lives what was robert saying now it's time to reflect ask yourself what is robert saying in this quote and why does he say that in this section you do not need to agree or disagree with robert the goal is to understand what robert is saying remember this curriculum is designed to be cooperative and supportive two minds are better than one if you do not understand what robert is saying do not shy away from it ask for help in understanding take the time discuss each quote until you understand it the poor and the middle class work for money the rich have money work for them life pushes all of us around some people give up and others fight a few learn the lesson and move on they welcome life pushing them around stop blaming me and thinking i am the problem if you think i am the problem then you have to change me if you realize that you are the problem then you can change yourself learn something and grow wise when it comes to money most people want to play it safe and feel secure so passion does not direct them fear does most people give more money only get into more debt it's fear that keeps most people working at job the fear of not paying the bills the fear of being fired the fear of not having enough money and the fear of starting over there's the price of studying to learn a profession or a trade and then working for money most people become a slave to money and then get angry at their boss most people do not know that it's their emotions that are doing the thinking a job is really a short term solution to a long term problem it's just like the picture of donkey dragging a cart with its owner dangling a carrot just in front of its now knows the monkey's owner the donkey's owner may be going where he wants to but the donkey is chasing an illusion tomorrow there will be another carrot for the donkey additional question now it's time to take this story in the chapter along with the understanding of what robert was saying and apply them to you and your real life ask yourself the question will you and discuss them with your study partners be honest with yourself and your partner if you do not like some of the answers you are giving ask yourself if you are willing to change and accept the change challenge to change your thoughts and mindset how common is the approach to money taken by robert's boarder robert's research said true learning takes energy passion and a burning desire what are examples of examples of when this has proven true in your life what's one lesson you never forgot and why would the pay rate of 10 cents an hour and then nothing an hour have stirred in you the same reaction as robert is it fear that drives you most people to work are there other factors at play is the temptation strong to think that more money with suit that fear why is that such a common reaction what an example of from your life when you reacted with your emotions what's the time when you were able to observe your emotion instead and choose your thoughts are the rich or the poor more susceptible to those controlling emotions of fear and greed why do you think that is 
डू यू थिंक मोस्ट पीपल रियलाइज दे आर स्ट्रक इन द रेट रेस वाई और वाई नॉट थैंक यू दिस वॉज ऑल फॉर टूडे लेसन वन इज फिनिश्ड टमोरो वी विल स्टार्ट विद लेसन टू वाई टीच फाइनेंशियल लिटरेसी Welcome to day day seven, and we are going to start the lesson two. Why teach financial literacy? It's not how much money you make; it's how much money you keep. In 1990, Mike took over his father's empire, and is fact doing a better job than his father did. We see each other once or twice a year on the golf course, and he and his wife are wealthier than you could imagine. His dad's empire is in great hands and Mike is now grooming his son to take his place as his dad has groomed us. In 1994 I retired. I was 47 and my wife Kim was 37. Retirement does not mean not working for us. It means that barring unforeseen cataclysmic changes we can work or not work and our wealth grows automatically staying ahead of inflation. <coughs> Our assets are large enough to grow by themselves. It's like planting a tree; you water it for years, and then one day it doesn't need you anymore. Its roots are implanted deep enough. The tree provides shade, and for your enjoyment, Mike chose to run the empire, and I chose to retire. Whenever I speak to group of people, they often ask what I would recommend that they do. How do I get started? Is there a book you would recommend what should I go to prepare my children what is your secret to success how do i make millions whenever i hear this question i remember of the following story the richest businessman in 1923 a group of great leaders and richest businessmen held a meeting at edgar water beach hotel in chicago among they were charles schwab head of the largest independent steel company Samuel Insull president of world's largest utility Howard Hobson head of the largest gas company Van Cugger president of the international match company one of the world's largest companies at that time Leon Frazier president of the bank of the international settlement Richard Whitney president of the New York stock exchange Arthur Cotton and Jesse Livermore two of the biggest stock speculators and Albert Fall a member of president Hardling's cabinet 25 years later nine of these titans ended their lives as follows Swap died penniless after living for 5 years on borrowed money Insel died broke in a foreign land and Kruger and Cotton also died broke Hobson went insane Whitney and Albert Fall were released from prison and Fraser and Livermore committed suicide I bought it anyone can say what really happened to those men if you took at the date 1923 it was just before the 1929 market crash and the great depression which i suspect had a great impact on these men at their lives the point is this today we live in times of greater and faster change that these men did i suspect there will be many booms and busts in the coming years that will be parallel the ups and downs that is men faced I am concerned that too many people are too focused on money and not on their greatest wealth their education if people are prepared to be flexible keep an open minded and learn they will grow richer and richer despite of changes if they think money will solve problem they will have a rough side intelligence solves problem and produces money money without financial intelligence is money soon gone 
most people to fail to realize that in life it's not how much money you make it's about how much money you keep we have all heard stories of lottery winners who are poor then suddenly rich and then poor again they win millions yet are soon back where they started or stories of professional athletes who at age of 24 are earning millions but are sleeping under a bridge 10 years later i remember a story of a young basketball player who a year ago had millions to date just 29 he claims his friend attorney and accountant took his money and he was forced to work at a car wash for minimum wage he was fired from the car wash because he refused to take off his championship ring as he was wiping off the cars his story made national news and he is appealing his termination claiming hardship and discrimination he claims that the ring is all he had left if it was stripped away he will crumble rule 1 you must know the difference between an asset or a liability and buy assets if you want to be rich this is all you need to know it is the rule number 1 it is only rule This may sound absurdly simple but most people have no idea how profound this rule is. Most people struggle financially because they do not know the difference between an asset and a liability. Rich dad acquires assets, the poor and middle class acquire liabilities that they think are assets. Said rich dad, when rich dad explained this to Mike and me, we thought he was kidding. Here we are nearly teenager and waiting for the secret to getting rich and This was his answer. It was so simple that we stopped for a long time and think about it. What's an asset? Asked Mike. Don't worry right now, said Richard. Just let the idea sink in. If you can comprehend the simplicity, your life will have a plan and be financially easy. It is simple. That is why idea is missed. You mean all we need to know is what an asset is? Then we will... We reach a yard. They did not desire. It's that simple. In which that simple? How come everyone is not rich? A yard. They did smile because people do not know the difference between an asset and a liability. I remember asking, how could adults be misguided if it is that simple? If that is important, why would everyone not want to find out? It took Richard only a few minutes to explain what assets and liabilities were. As an adult, I have difficulty explaining it to other adults. The simplicity of the idea escapes them. They have been educated differently. They were taught by the other professional, and such as bankers, accountants, real estate agents, financial planners, and so forth. The difficulty comes in asking adults to unlearn or become children again. An intelligent adult often feels it demeaning to pay. attention to simplistic definition this dad believed in principle of kiss keep it simple stupid or keep it super simple so he kept it simple for us and that made our financial foundation strong so what causes the confusion how could something so simple be so screwed up why would someone buy an asset that was uh, really a liability the answer is found in basic education we found on the word literacy and not financial literacy what defines something to be an asset or a liability are not words in fact if you really want to be confused look up the words asset and liability in the dictionary i know that definition may sound good to a trained accountant but for average person it makes no sense but we adults are often too proud to admit that something does not make sense to us young boys read that said 
what difference in a set are not work but numbers and if you can't read the numbers you can't tell an asset from a hole in the ground in accounting is that would say it's not the numbers but the what the numbers are telling it's just like the words what the story the words are telling you if you want to be rich you have got to read and understand numbers if i heard that once i heard it a thousand times from my dad and i also heard the rich acquire assets in poor and middle class acquire liabilities here is how to tell the difference between an asset and a liability most accountants and financial professionals do not agree with the definition but this simple drawing were the start of a strong financial foundation for the two young boys a diagram is given income statement in which two columns income and expenses and balance sheet assets and liabilities assets are pointing to the income the top part of the diagram is an income statement often called a profit and loss statement it measures income and expenses money in and money out the lower part of the diagram is a balance sheet it called that because it's supposed to balance etc again liabilities many financial novices do not know the relationship between income statement and balance sheet it is vital to understand that relationship so as i said earlier my dad simply told two young boys that assets put money in your pocket nice simple and usable this is the cash flow pattern of a liability income statement income expenses balance sheet assets liabilities liabilities point in no expenses and then it's the money is gone now that assets and liabilities have been defined through pictures it may be easier to understand my definition in words an asset is something that puts money in my pocket whether i work for or not a liability is something that takes money out of my pocket this is really all you need to know if you want to be rich simply spend your life buying and building assets if you want to be poor or middle class spend your life buying liabilities illiteracy both in words and numbers is the foundation of financial struggle people are having difficulty financially there is something that they don't understand either in words or numbers the rich are rich because they are more literate in different areas than people who struggle financially so if you want to be rich and maintain your wealth it's important to be financially literate in words as well as numbers the arrows in the diagram represent the flow of cash or cash flow numbers alone means little just as words out of a context means little it's the story that counts in financial reporting reading number is looking for the plot the story of where cash is flowing in 80% of most families the financial story paints a picture of hard work to get ahead however this effort is for not because they spend uh, their lives buying liabilities instead of assets everyone has a living expense and the need for food shelter and clothing the diagram shows the flow of cash through a poor middle class and wealthy person it is cash flow that tells the story of how a person handles his or her money the reason i started with the story of the richest man in america is to illustrate the flaw in believing that money will solve all the problems that is why i cringe whenever i heard people ask me how to get rich quicker or where they should start i often hear yeah, i am in debt so i need to take more money but more money will often not solve the problem in fact it may compound the problem money often makes obvious our tragic human flaws putting a spotlight on what we don't know that is why you are too often a person who comes into a sudden windfall 
of cash. Let's say an inheritance, a pay raise, or lottery winning. Soon returns to same financial mess, if not worse, what the mess they were in before. Money only accentuates the cash flow pattern running in your head. If your pattern is to spend everything you get, most likely an increase in cash will just result in increase in spending. Thus, the saying a fool and his money is one big party. I have said many times that we go to school to gain scholastic and professional skills, both of which are important. We learn to make money with our professional skills. In the 1960s, when I was in high school, if someone did well academically, people assumed that this bright student would go on to be a medical doctor because it was profession and with promise of greatest financial rewards. Today, doctors face financial challenges. I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Insurance company taking control of the business, manager, healthcare, government intervention, and malpractice lawsuits. Today, kids want to be the famous athletes, movie star, rock star, beauty queen, or CEOs because that is where the fame, money, and prestige are. That is the reason it is so hard to motivate kids in school today. They know how their professional success is no longer solely linked to academic success as it was once was. Because students leave school without financial skills, millions of educated people pursue their profession successfully, but later find themselves struggling financially. They work harder but don't get ahead. What is missing from their education is not how to make money, but how to manage money. It's called financial aptitude. What do you do with the money once you make it? How to keep people from taking it from you? How to keep it longer and how to make that money work hard for you? Most people don't understand why the people struggle financially because they don't understand cash flow. A person can be highly educated, professionally successful and financially literate. These people often work harder and then they need to because they learn how to work hard but not how to have their money work hard for them. Thank you and this was all for today. Tomorrow we will continue with the subtopic how the quest for a financial dream turns into a financial nightmare thank you and have a nice day